Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, what's up? Back here at the Core Club for Soul Sisters with my girl, Dara. What up? Um, I feel like I need to correct something that I said previously. Oh yeah? It's been bothering me a lot. Um, I'm, I made an errant metaphor that said that you left me high and dry on the podcast like a pup tent in a hurricane and nothing could be less high or dry than a pup tent in oh, a hurricane. I don't, I'm like not processing any of that stuff. What is <laughs> These are the, things, these are are the pup, things that keep me up at night. A pup tent. A pup tent. What and a hurricane a would be very low. It would be completely flat under a puddle of 10 feet of water. What is a pup tent? A pup tent. It's like, it's like the most basic tent that is like three poles. Like you just pop that up, sleep in it, and do, then go. <laughs> do people know this? Like, am I the weird one? Or are we you? Just lost everybody. Like, we lost everybody. I've like literally had a vision of like a little puppy in a tent <laughs> and that having also nothing to do with me leaving you <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, yeah, because I've maybe gone camping like once in my life. Uh, <laughs> well, now I'm really glad that I'm amending. <laughs> well, thank this. you for correcting it anyhow. Yes, so. you left me like like a Let's like a, a like a else? coyote up a like a coyote up an Arizona flagpole. Hi, there <laughs> <laughs> you go. Good one. Yeah, thanks. I got that visual too. Yeah, good. Um, I also had a dream last night that you and I were out to dinner and you got up to presumably go to the bathroom and you never came back. And oh. I spent the whole dinner looking for oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> what so does I that mean? So I haven't recovered from this yet. Well, I'm here. You're here. I Hi. Do, <laughs> Hi. I do tend to pee a lot. But, uh, that's true. I think you also bought me a shot of whiskey before you went to the bathroom. That's also so normal. So that made it feel very real. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> all that stuff could have been real except exactly. for I will always come back. Okay, good. <laughs> um, what else was it? Oh. A question for you. I never know how to address you on this podcast because I feel like you have a stage name that we haven't ever really talked D-money. about. D Money. D Money. Oh, I didn't even know about that, <laughs> Is that one. What you're referring to? Or Dee Dee. No, uh, yeah, you could call me Dara. Okay. Yeah, no. Dee's Dee Dee's awesome. Uh, you could call me Dee Dee. You could call me whatever you want. What is Dee Dee for when you're in Parlor Tricks? It's whatever. It's whatever. Okay. It's it's a nickname that Parlor Tricks do call me, oh, it's and like that I'm known an sort of as nickname. Yeah, okay. but I mean, but it's perfectly fine if you want to call me that as well. No, There's, I mean, I want to have my own name for you. 
Yeah, that's fine. I don't want someone else's. Diggs. Diggs is also a nickname that my friends have called me in the past. Okay. You'll have to write me the list mm-hmm. of what people already call you so I can you gotta find just, my you own gotta, space. Like a pup tank. You just got to <laughs> like get out there. And just and call call something out, confusing. Call me something that I have no idea. And that's <laughs> okay. just our own private thing. Perfect. I can't yeah. call you Dara because it's very formal for me. D. I don't call. Yeah, D. You say D. You you do that. I do do that sometimes. Yeah, I, I like call J most. Cats. Yeah. So in college, um, there were people who thought I was of some big ethnic origin that had a name in its language that was J Cats because I was so referred to as J Cats. They thought I was a first name. One word like that was your name. Yeah. Like no like vowel. J Cats. Just J Cats Smith. <laughs> yeah. J That's or J Cats. I have no. That was before it was like a handle or it was a handle. Before a handle. Like before a handle. There so were no handles just, when I was in college. So what, why were you known as that? Uh, it's just what my friends called me and then they would introduce strangers to me that way. Like okay. this is J Cats. And then like people's boyfriends who I'd never met before That's were like, like pretty rad, hey, though. what's up, J-Cats? That's pretty fly, yeah. J-Cats. Then finally someone was like, so where does that name come from? I was like, my name's Jesse Katz. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. If you call me Jesse, I, I know to respond to it cerebrally, but I think it's like when you call a dog by its name, it doesn't really know its name. It just knows the tone. Like I can say like, Alvy, and he'll come, but I could also be like, squeegee, and he would still come. <laughs> It's the right. It's the inflection. Wait, yeah. are you saying that when I call you Jesse all the time, that you're like That's not oh, my favorite? I, oh my gosh, this yeah. is a revelation right now. Yeah. So J cats, J cats, or, or J or J. J. I write J. It was mostly J and call. I was actually yeah. It was J. Jess? I'm good with Jess. Jessica, but is I, like Jessica I know a couple name? of no birth uh, your name certificate is... Jesse. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Welcome to Soul Sisters. Yeah, good to know these things. Etymology of our names right. is the topic today. <laughs> but also you had a built in that when you like, when, well, I guess AOL, like what was your AOL screen name? <laughs> it wasn't um, J-Cats? The it J-Cats? was J. Delesseps because I was Delesseps? obsessed. I was obsessed with the movie Shakespeare in Love and Gwyneth's character's name was Viola Delesseps. <laughs> So my first screen name ever was Jada Lesseps. And then I went to college. That is not an easy one. <laughs> no. And I went to college and my friend immediately figured out that backwards, it's pronounced special ed J. Yes. So it didn't work out well. So did me. you use that? Oh, I thought you were going to say that I changed it. No. <laughs> then I just waited for technology to change. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I have now my easy, my handles. Yeah. Done and done. Yeah. Oh boy. Sure. I really took us through the desert on that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to know that you don't prefer Jesse, your actual name. I've been name. quietly uh, seething this yeah, whole time. Right. <laughs> like, uh. Or you could say my full name, Jesse Katz. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to a bigger name. Megan Hilty is on the show today. Love her. She's the best. So much. Lovely conversation. What a wonderful woman. She's cool. She's funny. Talented as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> like a fun a mom. Great, great talk. Yeah. Wonderful conversation. So let's just roll on into it. Soul Sisters with Megan Hilty. When me and my husband first met, we had that like obligatory uh, first conversation of like, what's your favorite what food? What's your favorite yeah. color? And um, at first I was like, French fries and tater tots. Oh. No, no. It's actually, because I won't eat them without ketchup. So actually, <laughs> ketchup is my favorite food. Really? The and condiment. Yeah. yeah. He was like, thank you for your honesty. Thank you. <laughs> this thank is going to go well. 
And then we ended up getting married and having a baby. Woo! Whoa. Yeah. So that was like a first Lesson date. Lesson like, to all you ladies. Yeah. Like, it was like, we're on a date. We're, like, meeting each other. Not, like, a more, like, we're friends. And then we Did start dating. And on like, Tinder? Yeah. Well, was this on Celebrity Tinder, Megan? Totally. Okay. Tell I'm us about so it. old, I yeah. don't really know what that is. Like, I have a vague <laughs> understanding of what that is. Um... Uh, no, we met at a bar the old-fashioned way. Old-fashioned um, Yeah, nice. but actually one of our friends introduced us. It wasn't like we were strangers or anything. I mean, we a were dark, strangers. Like across a dark there bar. Was a, yeah, yeah. There, there were like common friends between us. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. So where do we start with you? Well, wait, I don't know. Can we just, I kind of, because I was just listening to your album in the car. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Is that the name of it? Uh-huh. And I kind of just, since we just started with your happy marriage and baby and that whole <laughs> life, I'm kind of curious to take it back to that point. Yeah. Because it is such a good breakup album. It is totally it is like a breakup album. The Ooh. best breakup album. If anyone's going about? through a breakup, oh, it thanks. is the fucking breakup album. It is. And so I'm curious if... If the if the idea for like you were like I'm it's time for me to make an album so oh fortunately I like have emotions going on or was it like I have emotions that I need to put into an album like what is the genesis what tell us about this whole thing so that album uh, came from I was doing Smash and we were working with Sony and Columbia Records combined and they approached me about doing this album because they. For some reason, we're liking the pop covers that I was doing, which to me was crazy because I was like, that's not what I do. That's way, way out of my like wheelhouse and I'm totally uncomfortable. But at the same time, <laughs> I was like, that's why I should do this. Like I should do something that makes me uncomfortable. And when will I ever get this opportunity again? Cool. So I ended up going down uh, with my producer, Andy Zula. He lived at, um, in Austin, Texas at the time. And so I went and spent uh, some time down there with him and we were trying to figure out what the album was going to be. And at first it was going to be songs from the movies. And it was going to be like, you know, all those, you know how movies used to have like Amazing soundtracks. Big. Oh, yeah. That, and they had those big theme songs. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, totally. like, I don't know where those have Like, you would gone. buy the soundtrack Titanic for that for one. example. Totally. Yeah. Celine Dion like, had several know? of those. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was kind Up of close and of, personal. Yeah. What was that? Yes. Yeah. That's her song. So we were going to rearrange some of my favorite songs from movies and blah, 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 blah. And that's what, it, what, we, were, what we were working on initially. Okay. And then Columbia started sending down all of these original tunes. And they were like, why don't you just demo these and see how they work? And so many of them we liked. Um, so we were like, okay, let's – we don't want to completely abandon the songs that we love from our original idea. Yeah. So the ones that fit with the new songs – we're all kind of breakup themes. The ones like, that they were sending you from Sony just happened to be these like very, yes, <laughs> like very emotional breakup songs. Yeah, um, but they're not like. Well, they're not breakup songs. They're, no, no, they're. It's not like sit on your couch with a tub of ice cream and cry about your breakup. <laughs> it's more like okay, this chapter of my life is over. What's coming? A next? very specific chapter of my life. Very is over. specific <laughs> chapter of my life. Right. It did so happen that um, that I I had gone through a major breakup the year before and stuff. So, but but that wasn't that wasn't the okay. just coincidence. It was a total coincidence. Yeah. Wow. But it probably came out so well because you were channeling stuff. I also. guess. I, but I was dating Brian at the time, so oh, I wow. was totally like <laughs> on, moved on to a new thing. So, you know, it was not. So was that weird, or was it like okay, well, this is my job. Like I sing. I'm. These are the songs that I. I like to sing right now yeah, or like well, how did that feel to make that album then? I don't know because I wasn't thinking about that particular breakup. Each 
each song I was thinking like safe and sound when I did that I was thinking about singing to my nephew and stuff like that like it they were all like yeah. personal things but sure really yeah. didn't like a normal, like you're an actress, like you just isolate each thing. It's each thing. It wasn't like, this is an album about my experience. It was, these are songs. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Cause yeah. I didn't write the songs either. So it's not like right. I'm pouring my heart out into right, these right, right. amazing lyrics or anything. <laughs> are you a songwriter? No. God, no. no. Okay. I, just no, an that interpreter? Is, yes. Yes. And I, even pop doesn't feel right to you. Like you no, feel very. I, now I feel like I kind of have a little bit of a grasp of it, you know, and, and studio singing and stuff like that. The, at first that was really foreign to me, but now it's fun and I, I enjoy it. And it, it is a very different skill set than what I yeah. had before. <laughs> totally. In my mind, you are like old school, yeah. like the romantic notion of a working Broadway actor. Like what I imagine everyone who lived in New York was when I was like growing up in the 80s. That's is that, awesome. That is a great compliment because that is what I. I feel like totally you've moved beyond that. Like you've had some, you've had success beyond that at this point. But at one point, that was you, right? You Absolutely. were like the hustler, the yeah. auditioner. I'm still you just hustling. Had a love yeah. of theater. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's always. always Did a you like? I got the impression that you were able to bypass the hustle at this point. Because oh God, no. You got wicked right out of college. Yes. Which is like. Yeah, that's true. Insane. I know. Uh, but listen, I, I took two years off before I went to college to see if this is what I really wanted to do. And oh. I did community theater at night and every awful job you can imagine <laughs> to support my theater habit. And just to Where prove was that? in Southern Oregon. Okay. I'm from Seattle. I moved to Southern Oregon to see, to live on my own and see if I could support myself. Uh-huh. And my mom was really supportive of that. She was like, go find yourself and figure out what you want to do before you commit four years of your life to some program and go into hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt. I always say that should be the, like... The norm. Like, totally. that's what people yeah, yeah. should Absolutely. do. But why going to find yourself in Southern Oregon? It was, I know it sounds really <laughs> random. Um, my, uh, I was at a performing arts high school in Seattle, uh-huh. and they had a connection with a community theater down there that I'd gone down to do summer stock, essentially summer stock. Okay. You know? So you were paid a little bit. Yeah, I was paid okay. a little bit, um, enough to get by, uh, certainly in, in Southern Oregon, you know, uh, right. it wasn't like Manhattan or anything. Um, so I could totally support myself there. And by the time I, I got to college, I knew how I, to do my laundry, how to feed myself, <laughs> how to do all of those things so I could actually focus what on what you wanted. Exactly. Like that's the big thing. Yeah. yeah. You're like learning to do your laundry and sort of like make food Most while you're like, what am like I supposed to do in my life? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I hustled a lot. It was an before. early hustle. Yeah. It was an, it was an early hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm still hustling though. It's like, like the job is to hustle. It's to figure out Even what Even with is. all of the, the things that have come, keep coming your Absolutely. way. It's still a, Absolutely. Yeah. So by the time that Smash rolled around, cause I was thinking about, okay, what is their mindset in casting that show? So you have Catherine McPhee who has this name recognition from Idol and everything she had done since then. And then were they like, for her foil, we need a real Broadway actor. I guess Is so. That, Thank yeah. God. I mean, yeah. And and that show came out of nowhere. I I'd moved back to Los Angeles at that point uh-huh. and um and it was like it was pilot season and I saw this script and I was like, "Oh my god, what is What's happening? That there's a TV show happening that's essentially about like my life. I know these people. I know these situations. Like, yeah. Like, uh, there's. It's, Why it's did you crazy. move to Los Angeles at that point? Because uh, 
nine to five. I was I did a, a show on Broadway called Nine to Five, the musical. And when it closed, it closed pretty uh, sooner than anticipated. <laughs> and um, my lease was up at the the exact same week. Um, it was Labor Day weekend, and the day after we closed, I packed everything up and went back to Los Angeles because I wanted to see if I could get into the TV scene and uh, voiceovers. It was I a really constant wanted thing. to, yeah. And then you ended up finding a show that was about Broadway and brought yes. you back here. And brought me back to New York. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Because yeah. it's amazing. It's crazy. Fate had its hold on you. Yes. You were not running away. Yeah. yeah. It seems like your, your career has this funny way of circling back to you playing actresses. All the time. Like, yeah. In a way that is a very, like... I don't know who super else has meta, had that. Yeah, it's like meta. so Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, like how meta did Smash feel at all times for you? Like all the time. And because people are always like, oh, that never really happens. And sure, there are things that they had to sensationalize because we were doing a television. Wow. I'm wasted. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. I am so wasted this morning. Um, when you ask for alcohol before it, so you can keep you your keep right. high going. going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just have a one-year-old, so I'm, I never sleep. Um, so they had to sensationalize right. things. because we Like the amount of times Angelica Houston threw her drink in her ex-husband's face was a little exaggerated yeah, for TV. Just a little bit. Twice. Sure. Yeah. Happens in real life. I only do it twice tops <laughs> yeah, exactly. to one person. Yeah. Uh, more than Come that, on. that only happens in TV. Um, but yeah, but but a lot of that, yeah, that's, it happens. Yeah. You have a lot of really big personalities. Uh, and they cast, in addition to you, a lot of working Broadway actors because yeah. theater friends of mine in New York would constantly be like, oh, that guy, I used to do shows with him. Or like, he's totally. a waiter at a like Broadway bar that I go to all the time. Yeah, it would have been really easy for them to just hire pretty faces and yeah. pretending, not that they weren't hiring pretty faces by having- <laughs> Pretty the, and right. talented. Yeah, but, but these are actually people that are working in the Broadway community. And yeah. um and that's a real testament to Bob Greenblatt at uh, at NBC and Neil Marin and Craig Zaden, yeah. uh, two of our producers. And most of the creative team are from Broadway, so they wanted to hire people that they knew could do this stuff. Yeah. So did you know a lot of your co-stars from theater? Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. Like it was like every day, mm. new friends were coming <laughs> on set. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Were you able to recommend people? Did you have I mean, that power? Kinda, I don't. I didn't have any kind of power. I didn't have <laughs> any. You know, and nor did I want to. You uh-huh. know, I was just so grateful to have that job. It was like, so you saw the script. You were aware of the script before it came to you. Not really. My my manager was like, "You need to read this." You know, and I I saw the breakdown of the character, and um and it said that she was a triple threat. You know, she's been in the ensemble for ten years, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this person's <laughs> a better performer than I am." Like I in in the business, I am what you would call a singer who quote unquote moves well instead of like a singer dancer dancer. Yeah. So, um, so I saw that she was a dancer and I was like, Oh, I'm, I can't go to all these dance calls. I will literally fall on my face (laughs) and make a fool out of myself in front of these fancy people. No, thank you. I think I'll just wait until, um, a nice guest star (laughs) role comes along. Was Glee on at this point? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And luckily so like my manager and- was like, just, just go in an audition and, and see yeah. what happens. And, so yeah. you were always going to audition for Ivy. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Had they was Catherine attached to it? No, she was okay. auditioning at the same time. Okay. So, Got it. Did yeah. you guys have to do like a chemistry kind of thing together? No. No. Okay. Yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah. I, it, or an anti-chemistry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. Characters. We rarely had stuff to do together. That's too. true. Like That's true. that was that was the strange thing, especially in season two. We like never saw each other. Yeah. Yeah. You had like a one or two killer numbers together. That yeah, we had some really fun yeah. numbers together, but, um, but but for the most part, we didn't see each other. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I feel like it's such a testament to your acting, though, that by the end, I was so Team Ivy. Yes! I was like, that is our girl. Yay! Because yeah. you were not set up that way in the pilot. No. No. No, I was... Is it, like, equally painted? Like, you could be... I mean, Ivy's not the... Mm, you're rooting for the... For the Midwestern girl is trying to break into the business. Yeah, I think and, the, and I did up. some some pretty questionable things. That's what I to yeah. move ahead. So, um, but I think uh, as the show went on, you know, uh, the the writing kind of exposed that she was a, a human being, you know, and just she had ambition and and she was just willing to do a little bit more to get what she wanted. Yeah, you know, and once once you see that people. Are human at their and they're flawed exactly. and stuff. It's it's much more easy to identify with them. Yeah, it, right. even even <laughs> even when they're doing questionable things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to dwell in negative about it because I love the show very deeply, sure. as did my mother and grandmother and everybody in the world. But when did it feel for you like it was starting to unravel a little bit, just in terms of the life expectancy it was going to have? Um, I don't know because. It, you know, all of that stuff is so out of your control. Yeah. It's really hard. You, you can hear rumblings about anything as much as you want, but you really have no idea what's actually happening. Right. Um, and we had so much fun on set that it kind of didn't matter. Yeah. And we knew that, um, like, kind of towards the end of season two, that they were trying to wrap it up so that in case we didn't come back, uh-huh. people would feel satisfied with the ending. Right. You know, like there was obviously room for it to keep going, mm-hmm. but they wanted to make sure that th- there were things tied up nicely. Yeah. And it did feel that way. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think they did a really good job of doing that. Um, but so as you were rehearsing and filming those final episodes, you weren't aware, you didn't know one way or the other if it was coming not back? Real, not, no, we didn't yeah. know. Um, I was certainly preparing for it, mm-hmm. but... I do that with every job. Yeah. Like with nine to five. Like that was supposed to run for a long time and and had like four months on Broadway, if that. Yeah. Um, You just never know. And it brings me back to my, we are always hustling. We are always trying to figure out what the next thing is. Does it get, I mean, do you get desensitized? I mean, maybe not yet, but do you feel yourself like growing a thicker skin being able to do that more, like I think so. I know it's. I know this is the reality of it, so yeah. I'm not going to get as upset. I mean, I remember like doing musical theater as a kid, in community theater. I would like weep for oh, yeah. days about it being over, and you know that's going to be over you at the end of the summer. Over, you know that's ending, but you become a family, and then it's not even there's. You're not even making money yet. It's not even about that. It's just about the experience. And so, I mean, you become so attached to these things. I wonder h- how long it takes for it to get easier, or if it does get easier. Yeah, you do. You create these intense bonds with people because you're out on stage and your adrenaline is pumping and mm-hmm. you're depending on each other, you know, to get through these, you know, very intense experiences. And um, and then it's over and you go through a mourning period. Right, right. Um, and 
and yeah, the same, it still happens. Um, but I, I think I have developed a thicker skin and trying to, and realizing that I have to keep looking forward to the next thing instead of, totally. you know, dwelling on the fact that the thing that I just worked on is over. It, it does, it, it was really hard when Smash was over though. It still is. I miss that job every day. It was my dream job. Yeah. I, I yeah, got to it, do yeah, dream job. Everything I ever wanted in one, like, ser- like it's seriously, insane. it's insane. You were performing Broadway on television. Yeah. Like weekly. Yeah. yeah. In, in a Spielberg project. In a yeah. Spielberg project. It, insane. With Ooh. all of my idols. But I was with Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Like God. she was playing my mother. Like That's crazy. I, yeah, I still can't. I'm like, tell, tell us all about, about those, Bernadette. Yes, tell I us. need to know. I Ugh. am still such an idiot around her. She is like, <laughs> she is the nicest, most warm and caring really? and supportive person. Okay, good. And I can't yeah. act like a normal human being around her. <laughs> I can't, I still, I still can't. And um, yeah, I just. She's probably in what, the top like five Broadway. Raining Broadway. Oh, yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a reason why. I mean, on top of her talent, she's insanely supportive and kind That's and so generous nice. and like but then that was probably meta for her because she was playing also a Broadway actress yeah. whose daughter was taking the spotlight yeah. from her why yeah. is that and she's well it's just cuz you know she's co-starring with Megan Hilty oh. in this show and like how I, don't, I mean, not that her career is by any means oh, over. God, no. Yeah. But I would just think, I don't know, for all of you, it probably right. brings up a lot of feelings and yeah. self-reflection and totally. it's like Absolutely. a weird funhouse mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It totally was. So yeah. wild. Yeah. So, so then you guys did a reunion show last year, right? Yeah. You did Bombshell, yeah. which I'm like devastated I couldn't attend. Why It's the coolest it? thing in the world. Two nights only or one night. On- Why? They, they couldn't get us all in one room for more than that. <laughs> like, to be very honest, like yeah. everybody, everybody's scheduling and to do their own thing. And uh, once they kind of realized that, they're like, oh, we really just need to make this a one night only, like really special. Uh, and we couldn't, we didn't even have time to rehearse for like camera blocking or anything yeah. if, if we were to record it. Because that's a whole other process. Because everybody's like, well, why didn't you just film it? Yeah. And yes. it's like, well, that's. There's a lot that goes into that because <laughs> you you have to stage it for the camera, and those cameras would have blocked all of those people that paid thousands and thousands of dollars really? to be there. Yeah. You know, and that would have been more rehearsal time, more all of that. Like yeah. it just logistically, oh it, it couldn't. But happen. what a nice button to put on that whole experience for yeah. you guys, probably to see all those people turn out for that yeah. to be the hottest ticket in town after the show had been canceled. Yeah, it was really wonderful. I have never experienced wow. anything like that. The energy coming from that audience, it was yeah, because you're doing a TV so, show, so you don't have that audience no, interaction at no. all. And it was so nice after you know all of the. The negative things that people yeah. said, especially the people from the Broadway community, like you oh, know, was, it was there that it was strange how it got a little cannibalistic. It did. It was very. It was very odd. Yeah. To to um to be so against a show that was so pro theater. And what was their beef? Oh gosh, I, I, this is a whole nother show. Okay. But totally it, yeah. Thing. Although, but, but let me try to explain. Even from my point of view, I felt there was some personal disappointment just because it's like. This show is everything that we could ever want. Like when that pilot came out, it was like, holy shit, this is the motherload. This is amazing. Mm. And then for it to go through the problems it went through and not turn out and to only last two seasons felt a little bit like shit. Like when are we going to get another chance to have a show like that? I know. I just felt like there was was a lot riding on it to like get it right and be a huge success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Was it the way the approach? Like, was it content? Like, what was the the criticism? I I, I think um, inherently anything, like, when you... Like a lawyer show and lawyers are like, that's not... But how many lawyers are sitting around saying that? You know well, what I mean? Like how many they doctors are? They're are just like, not like on Twitter. But they're not like <laughs> protesting the show and like. Right, yeah. and, and I think it just messed a lot. Online. It, yeah, Expectations just, just never would have been met. Never. Yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, so that right. was unfortunate. But so after all of that um, and, you know, going through the mourning process of, you know, not doing <laughs> the show anymore yeah. and then having that kind of amazing response and people all over the world came to see so it. So basically what you got to do was put on the musical that you were Bombshell. Yeah. That was I, yeah. in the, the focus of the show. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Was there any hit parade? It's like the coolest thing. Is that what it's called? No. What's it called? Hit parade. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of the other show? The uh, Hit List. There was nothing from Hit List. They had another show at uh, at another venue. They um, did. uh, Like, I I think like six months later. But yeah. Um, So do you know if Bombshell is actually going to be made into a show? I have no idea. I I mean, is it a fleshed out? like? like, I have no idea. I keep reading that that's going to happen. But allegedly that was the intention. I remember the first stories ever written about Smash before it came out was that they're going to do this show. Spielberg would ultimately like to take the show within the show to Broadway. That was that was the original intent when he brought this idea to Showtime. Bob Bob Greenblatt at Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. And that's right. That's the other interesting yeah trivia yeah very interesting because bob Mm -hmm. greenblatt was the head of showtime and then he moved to nbc and brought that with him um that would have been a it would have been yeah wow probably would have been a a different show yeah but that makes sense that it would have the evolution to go to broadway yeah yeah yeah, the only the only problem is that to make a broadway show it actually takes years and years and (laughs) years right you know like it it so it would take much longer than doing a season of a of a television yeah. show. But the songs are so good. I mean, that I was mean, the other thing about Smash. Songs Those songs are, are legitimately incredible. amazing. Is that song that uh, let your <laughs> life start? Is that Bombshell or is it's that bombshell. That's bombshell? Yeah, it's written by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, um, the dream team uh, music writers of the century i mean like they've they, done broadway they yeah like, they did hairspray okay. um they did catch me if you can't they, like they've done a million and things. i think bombshell is the best thing they've ever done i mean i haven't I, heard a song like that 
on Broadway in a long like since long Wicked. Time. Yeah. Like yeah. I haven't been bowled over by like what what the actress is being asked to do yeah. vocally in like since yeah. Wicked. Yeah. It's like insane. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> and it's like and it's old school so like yeah. history is made at night. Fucking love that song. Isn't that it's, a great song? It's like such song? a throwback yeah. song. That was probably my favorite number in the whole show. That's I love people always say they don't make them like they used to, and I'm like, uh, Mark and Scott do. Yeah. But totally. they have a whole fresh approach to it. Like they're new songs, but they all feel nostalgic for some reason. Yes. Like it's yes. they all feel like classics mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well then I mean, we gotta just say that's gonna be a matter of time. I mean, if it's like ten year so. anniversary, like Something, you know, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna come back around because yeah. if it's this good the music is amazing so hopefully they'll find somebody to write a book that mm-hmm. matches the music and brings it all together and yeah you know and i hope who they plays do. marilyn yeah. is it you i'm gonna be way too old <laughs> by the time it actually happens how old is marilyn supposed to be in bombshell i don't know it spans uh oh it's a whole yeah i don't know i i you can play old marilyn <laughs> yeah i could yeah i can play her by the and end your daughter can play young marilyn. Marilyn. how old well how old she was 36 she i believe okay. i believe yeah. Um, and then you played Marilyn again? Was that, was Gentlemen in Love Blondes? <laughs> oh, I, I did Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, but. Um, that's not Marilyn. That's, it, Marilyn did the Marilyn that role. in the movie. Okay. And Carol Channing originated it years before that on Broadway, which are two Whoa. very different performers. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to find some place in the middle. Yes, and I read that um, you did the perfect sort of blend. You did your own, you found your own. Like, Sweet spot. This reviewer compared. Megan to Carol and Marilyn, and it was just a really wow. phenomenal, very phenomenal nice, write-up. Nice yeah, it was very like nice amazing that um, you just found the humanity and like the realness and brought your own take to it. And that's really wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, that's very nice of them to say. <laughs> because in in such a like a a character that's been played by such polar opposites, kind of yeah, and. I mean, I don't know how well known the story is. I don't know either. I think people are much more familiar with the with the movie, which is different from the stage production. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are really um, familiar with uh, Marilyn Monroe's uh, version of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, mm-hmm. which in the movie makes it a very different thing from the stage. On stage, it's a very female empowering you know, the song people, is, yeah, people don't realize they think, oh, it's just it's about a gold digger. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand the whole play. You think she's this like dumb blonde that doesn't know what she's doing. And finally she comes out and she speaks to the audience and she's essentially saying, no, I'm playing everybody. The, this is the only so way in this time so like a for a women, for, for women to take care of themselves. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use this guy for this thing and this guy for this thing, because this is the only way I can take care of myself. Yeah. Um, so the opposite. Cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's and I mean, I mean I'm taken alone when people sing that song just as a standalone song, yeah. you don't have that context. You so don't. It's, so, so it's you're, not thought of in that you, way. Yeah. So you think it's just a gold digger song. But it it is, like it's like, yeah, she comes out and very like sings it in a different voice, in a different yeah. register from everything else. So that means that there's. Carol Channing did or just the character that's how does. It's written. That's, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, huh. it's just in a different. Uh, register so yeah. it's it's deeper so it's more grounded and it's, so you feel like oh she's actually this is actually who she is right wow. you know it's a revealing moment yeah. as opposed to yeah. I think Marilyn Monroe's divisive in the in the feminist community in general like the way that people I, feel about her I, I would probably tend to agree I in the beginning I when I didn't know anything about her yeah. I thought it was very cliche for blondes to love Marilyn Monroe so I was like <laughs> oh she's not my girl you know like I don't yeah. uh, in in like 
quiet protest. I was like, yeah. well, I'm I'm a blonde that like just because she's blonde doesn't mean right. that, like that's that's like just all the glamour and all that. But then when I started, I actually started finding out about her when I was reading a biography on Arthur Miller and then reading about their marriage and what happened with them. And I was like, oh, my God, this woman has gone through so much. And then I was yeah. interested in her life story. And it that's is what brings people around when they learn wow. about her personally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was very smart and had a very tumultuous life and relationship with her mother. And I, I, she's a fascinating woman. And I think you're right. I think people at first glance think that, you know, she's not good for the feminist right. movement yeah. and stuff. But uh, you learn more about her and... I, I, th- you I think you change your tune. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So who, you're you're very old soul, old school. Who turned you on when you were growing up as an artist that kind of like lit you up in this way? Um, My parents exposed me to a lot of different singers and music when I was little. Cause uh-huh. My mom read this article saying that if, if you're tone deaf, don't sing to your kids because then they'll be tone deaf too. So she like refused to sing to me. <gasps> Is that true? I have no idea. Is she, she said, toned up? It, she, she says she is. I still have never heard her sing. <laughs> she um, really took that to she heart. Really yeah. took it to, it was she ja- never spoke. Yeah, when, uh, and this was a long time ago. This was a Japanese study that she read up on. And wow. she was like, she was like, okay, I'm never going to sing to her. And so she played me all kinds of music, Gosh. like the Manhattan Transfer. I listened mm-hmm. to like the Music Man. Ella Fitzgerald was, still is one of my favorite singers. Rosemary Clooney, um, Dolly Parton, uh, Whitney Houston was my idol growing up. I wanted to be her. Uh-huh. Um, that didn't work out. Um, is, that anyone, play, what, you is anyone in your family musical? Um, not really. Yeah. My dad can sing. Like he sings okay. in the house and But you're stuff. not following not a in a family. tradition no, I'm, or anything. No, I'm kind of you're an anomaly. the weird, the yeah. weirdo. <laughs> So did you grow up doing like performing in the house? Like, were you like, what? Kind of. I always wanted to, like, I was in youth theaters and I was, I I was going to be an opera singer. Like I, that's what I wanted to do. Once I started singing with a a voice teacher, she was like, you need to train classically. And is that what you wanted to do? Or is that the way in for training? I, I fell in love. I I went to everything that the Seattle opera did. I went to opera camp uh, with the San Francisco opera. Not musical theater camp, opera camp. No, opera camp. Yeah. Um, what exact kind of nerd was Megan Hilty uh, as a child? Yeah, the theater yeah, or opera? Tells you a lot about my childhood and teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, opera camp must be very different. Yeah. From musical theater. It was very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it the. But we had like ballet every morning. We had. Uh, and we were in San Francisco. We were living with host families and stuff. And like. Um, so you're like 15, 16? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and different opera singers would come and, and talk to us and stuff. And we'd put on this big performance at the end where we each had an aria that we all performed and. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, that kind of vocal training is certainly like the greatest thing for any singer, Absolutely. you know, so you came from that. Yeah. But it makes sense then that you would sort of be out of high school and say to yourself, well, which way? Because you were in performing it, arts high school too? Yeah. And, um, and once I went to that camp, I was like, I think musical theater is more appropriate for me because all of these people would come and talk to us and say, well, you're really not going to work until you're in your thirties, you know, and your voice is actually matured and, and all of these things. And I was just like, and the whole lifestyle 
I was like, I, I have a deep respect for opera singers. They're they're like they're like the Olympians of yeah, like more so than Broadway singers. Well, yeah, because their whole job is to rehearse, 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 train, 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 and then the the performances are limited. They're very mm. limited. You mean but, number of years that you can? What do you mean? Well, like like you're training, training, training for a role that you're going to do a couple like a year or two right. down the road, and then you only have. A handful okay. of shows, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they're, wow. I feel like they're Olympic athletes yeah. in that way. You right. know, they're training, 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 and um, I didn't want to train that much. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a deep respect for what they do, and I still secretly want to be one. I never will be, but like it's one of those secret. Maybe we'll get a TV show. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe I'll play one on <laughs> a TV. Movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but so, what was the focus at the high school? Musical theater. Yeah, they didn't have an option for like classical stuff. So, so did you ever yeah. think about doing movies at that point? Like, never. what kind of actor did you want to yeah. be? Never. No, I. That was never. It was always Broadway. It was always like that's that's the goal. Yeah. And um, when did you see your first Broadway show? Uh, well, I saw a touring company. Oh, like in and New what York. Was it? I, um, mm, t- tell us both. Yeah. Okay, I saw a touring company come through Seattle of Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, and I was oh like, my god! I was like, nobody knows that show. I feel it was I, so good. It was so great. <laughs> so good. And um, I sat in the audience and I was so excited. And I was like, I want to make people feel like this. Like I like this is amazing. Yeah. Someone like you. Yeah, and <sighs> oh, amazing. amazing. All of the songs are incredible. Um, and uh, oh, in eighth grade, we had a New York trip uh, to New York. Of course, that's mm-hmm. where the Logically, New York trip yeah. would be. <laughs> would be, wow, to New York City. Wow. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Um, to Poughkeepsie. Yeah, to Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and, uh, and we saw Beauty and the Beast. And that was my first Broadway show that I ever saw. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that production? Loved it. Yeah. It was cold. I remember being very cold okay. <laughs> in the theater. In the theater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. Yeah. The, but I remember the show being great. It's funny to see Disney movies on Broadway. I know, it right? It is. It's yeah. like... I don't know. It's weird. I think it's a weird experience sometimes. Yeah. I haven't it, seen Lion it King. It works. I've I never seen that Lion like King. Well, it's insane. just because you're so attached to them. Yeah. You know, right. you feel like you know them so well. So to see them in a different way. Right. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, uh, it is a little different. Yeah. 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 So was the musical theater bug like, like by those two years that you were you know, waitressing or doing whatever you were yeah. doing. I just assumed when you said I was doing lots of weird, odd jobs, I just assumed yeah. waitress. I don't know. Uh, oh, of course. Okay. I, were, I did every job, every job in the restaurant except cooking. Nobody wants me to do that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I did all of, all of those things. And then you were, you applied to Carnegie Mellon. Uh-huh. And what, did you apply to lots of different programs or was it like, Carnegie I want to. Carnegie Mellon s- and Boston Conservatory and that was it. Boston Conservatory. Yeah. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is musical theater yeah. mm-hmm. heavy too. Yeah. Is Carnegie Mellon classical and like what's the vibe at Carnegie Mellon for theater? It is it is a conservatory program, so it is very intense. Musical theater is a double major, so you don't take any other classes. You take like English and computer uh, a computer class, yeah. you know, and that's it outside of the the performing arts college but other than that it's a double major because it's music and theater because you're doing yeah exactly yeah um you're you're being trained the the actors do plus all of the music training got it yeah and dancing and all that stuff what was the environment like there was it like a supportive like nice community or was it like very strict and um sort of it's 
anytime you're in a, like a bubble like that in very close quarters with the same people for a long period of time and, and you're up for roles together and stuff like that, the, you know, it can be tough. And I, I always say that the best training that I got from that school was how to deal with those politics because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But you're in a little hot house of them there. And at that age, you know, you're, everybody's hormones are raging and, you know, like it's it, you're just you're very emotional about everything. So it's, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I almost left about 20 times. Really? <laughs> yeah. But just because I was like, I don't need to do this. I'm, I, I've lived on my own. I don't need to, I don't have to, I had. Did you have other of thoughts of other things that you would do other, like aside from music and aside from theater or was it, I, I could do something else within. I, I was always like, I need to do something in the arts. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I have to be a part of it, whether it's on stage or off, whatever. Um, were you going to auditions while you were in school? No. Okay. I No. So you were just um, focused on that. That was the one of the really great things about going to school in Pittsburgh, too, mm-hmm. is that we were so far away. I yeah. mean, not so far away, but far enough far away. Enough, that yeah. It's not like you would just hop on a bus to come to the city to audition for something. Right? Yeah. 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 Did you graduate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So four years. Four years. I Did made it. it. I did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any really outstanding or fun roles while you were there? Yeah. I played Queenie in the Wild Party, the Lacusa mm-hmm. version of the Wild Party, um, which was awesome. Everything else, I kind of played the mom or like, so. well, because I had like a real person's body instead of like a rail thin dancer, you know, so like. So I played people's like, moms or like, <laughs> or like a hooker with a heart of gold or, you know, like things like that. Cause I actually had like, those are 75% meat on my of the roles and, for women. Yeah. So, so it wasn't just, so, you. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, we'll have Megan play the mom again. But <laughs> when I was a senior the, and they, we did wild party, I actually got to, I don't know that play one. Queenie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's based on, uh, this, uh, awesome poem uh, about people throwing a party during, uh, um, oh gosh, when when alcohol is not allowed. Prohibition, yeah. Um, And it just spirals out of control. Yeah, it's dark. Sounds like a show or a movie too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So you graduated? You're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to the city. Here we go. Well, yeah, we did our our, um, our showcase in New York a couple months before we graduated. So oh. I, I actually booked... Uh, Wicked before I graduated. I so explain the showcase. Uh, like, what does that mean exactly? A showcase is like um, we would come to New York and we'd all prepare um, a little bit of a song and a little bit of a monologue, and we all did it in um, as a group. In, uh-huh. And everybody in the audience were either casting, casting directors, um, agents, managers. You know, people that right there. That's just like no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. No pressure. but that's why people. I mean, that's, go to go to these programs because yeah. they have these opportunities where people will actually see you at the end yeah. of them. So what did you perform at the showcase? I did. I can cook too. Uh, oh, I can cook too on top of the rest. Mm. It's all of these like sexual innuendos. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I did a snippet of that and uh, a little scene with one of my best friends from school. His name's Aaron Staten. He went on to do Mad Men and he's awesome, big fancy guy out in LA. <laughs> um, and we did a, a, a scene from a, a new play that one of the, the playwrights at CMU wrote. Cool. Yeah. 
So who was there that cast you in Wicked? Craig Burns was there from Bernie, Bernie Telsey's office. Okay. Who They cast like everything in New York. And um, well, not everything, but mostly everything. <laughs> and, um, and they actually called me in for another show. Uh, I was going to, um, I was uh, on my way this. to do, yeah, I was on my to way Pittsburgh. to, yeah. I go like right did they like did you meet them did you shake hands and know that oh there's like some interest happening or did you did you just go home not knowing well I was actually supposed to I, I was getting ready to do uh they put me through the ringer for all of the auditions for Little Shop of Horrors oh and uh, on Broadway yeah uh, for the oh, tour they the national it? tour okay. they were uh, they were doing it on Broadway at the time and they were about to do the national tour and um got my first agents because of it and stuff. It was very exciting to negotiate the contracts and stuff. Long story short, it fell through. And um, I think Bernie Telsey's office felt sad for me. And so they're like, well, we're doing the Chris and Shannon with replacement auditions for Wicked. Why don't you come back to New York? I was still in school and they were like, well, why don't you come back, see the show and audition for us the next day? Had you seen it? No. And I'd been hearing all about it because it had just opened the October before. And, um, and I, I was, I came to New York by myself. I saw the show. Did you like listen ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, this is insane. Uh Um, and I, I remember weeping at intermission going, Nobody can do this. Nobody can do this after either of them. Like, what am I? What am I doing here? This you were the Kristen Chenoweth replacement. Uh, no, I was not the Kristen Chenoweth replacement, but I was there for the audition. Okay. And I went in for the audition the next day. I was like panicking. I was like, "How am I going to do this? Like, I'm I'm not as funny or charming or as amazing as Kristen Chenoweth. What am I going to do?" So I was like, "Well, I just have to go in here and make it my own. Maybe I can make this funny or this funny or I don't, I don't know." I went in, and it was like the final, final. Final round of callbacks. Joe Mantello, the director, was there. Stephen Schwartz was there. Winnie Holtzman, all of the producers, all everybody Whoa. was there. And um, I did things from the show, and uh, they saw me for like ten minutes, and I left. Oh my and my new agents called, and they were like, uh, they were like, well, they say that they want to put you on the show, and I was like, I'll, I've heard that before, so yeah. you know, I'll hold, I won't hold my breath till that happens. Mm-hmm. And then how I did got- you? Uh- and then I got the call saying that I was going to be the standby for the Kristen Chenoweth replacement, okay. who was Jennifer Laura Thompson. Does that mean um, you you learn ensemble parts and then you perform? The uh, understudies are, are in okay. the ensemble. Standbys, you are literally standing by. You are the first in to go on. In case you twist your ankle yeah, and then you just literally go on. In case of an emergency or if the, you're the first to go on for vacations or planned days off or anything. Before um, the understudy. Wait, before the understudy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, standbys are huh. li- literally there in case of an emergency. How do you and, how do you keep it fresh when you're not the one who's performing every night? It's terrifying. It yeah. is it is it is the hardest like job. How much it rehearsal is, do you get? Right. Um I I got a lot, but it wasn't with a lot of people. It was yeah. like with the stage manager or with the you know And do you just keep rehearsing throughout? Yeah, so that's like, luckily luckily in the Gershwin Theater they had a um a rehearsal studio at, like above the theater uh-huh. and you can listen to the show and so me and the other standby would um would run around and and do the show while we were listening to the show because it's Whoa. very taboo to do that in front of other people. Like sure. It, like that should have been in front something. of other actors or like People do that in the wings 
um, during do shows? while the show is going on. Really? It is, it is very, very tacky, very bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. That if Smash would have continued, you would have seen been written like in. That. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like, it's, it's a big I can no, see no. That, yeah. 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 Um, but people do it. Wow. And, uh, and so we went upstairs where nobody could see us or hear us or anything, and we would just go through the show. Oh, my goodness. You know. So when does the understudy... Where does that come in? Like, if the standby if the is standby, also out, is mm-hmm. wow. The, I mean, it's all insurance, and you need right. to cover yourself. It's like presidential. You exactly. It, was, it makes yeah. you think like the vice president. Yeah. Like you're either yeah. like doing nothing, and people uh, generally so the hire, understudy, yeah. like the speaker of the house. The, y- and you're yeah, like the yeah. vice president. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I'm a heartbeat away from yes. Linda <laughs> at any given point. Um, so you yeah. got that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then and then took over when Jennifer Laura Thompson left. Did it ever have to happen yeah. that you had to step in yes. while she was... The first time I went on, uh, I had two hours notice and... Um, like, take us into that moment. Yeah. Well, it was it was insane. Um, we were, like, at home Because it was lunch. my Broadway... It was my Broadway, Broadway debut. debut. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and it was... Could you opposite. invite anybody? Yeah. I had time to okay. invite people and they had house seats Good. and they I, I could get friends in there. And uh, it was opposite of Dina Menzel, uh, who had just won her Holy Tony shit. for that role. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember I was sitting in Jennifer's um, dressing room, getting ready, panicking, you know. And um, and Dina walked in, and she was like, "Is there anything you want to talk about or go through?" And I was like, "I am. I don't. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know." And she was so cool. She came up and she like, she was like, "You know what? Let's just go out there and make the show our own tonight." Aww. Awesome. And and we did, and, and like uh, she made it so that I could breathe, yeah, you know, and like, and really enjoy the night. And wow. and by the end, when we sang for good, we were both like, oh, 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 oh. God, like, you do know, you even remember that performance? Barely, or you yeah, just black out? I remember the end. I remember the end. Yeah. But I remember at several points going, Megan, just stop and breathe, and like. And really take this in. This is like your Broadway long, debut. This is your Broadway like, debut. Wow. Yeah. How long had the show been running at that point? Uh, by the time I went on, mm-hmm. it was about a year. Okay, so it's still pretty new. Yeah, the yeah. new hot thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Wow. Okay, and then you took over. How long after that? Uh, about like. Eight months after that, like it was the next summer okay. that I took over. Were there like Jennifer left? New rehearsal periods for you, or was it like you already know it, so like you're in? It's yeah, like, I it's just like we a didn't seamless really. Thing. We had another big rehearsal process um, when Eden Espinosa took over when she came in, and that was like halfway through my run on Broadway, okay. and then. Uh, we had a big like cleanup session where Joe Mantello, the director, came back and worked with everybody and stuff. And then they essentially took that company out to Los Angeles. Okay. And that's when uh, everything changed. I was like, I, I kind of went kicking and screaming out to LA because I was like, I'm a New Yorker and yeah. I hate LA because I'm a New Yorker and that's what we do and stuff. And if you, everybody's going to be so fake out there. I don't understand where that, all, that mentality comes from uh, because like, I think it's part of wanting to become a New Yorker because you weren't a New Yorker so. by birth. Yeah. So it's like part yeah. of your new inherited identity. Yeah. Like I really fucking love New York and I hate it out there. Exactly. It's garbage. Even though I've never Everything really been Everything Woody Allen said is right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, but I fell in love with Los Angeles. Yeah. And then I started. But you were doing Wicked there. Is yeah. That, okay. Yeah. We had a sit down company out there um, and I was out there for about two years. And, um, and that's when I started doing like little TV things and I was like, oh, 
Oh, that really really awakened. Yeah, this is cool. And they're paying me and they're feeding me (laughs) and they're, oh my God. And then I started thinking about like all of the people's careers that I wanted to emulate. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I mean, like Bernadette Peters, you know, Audra McDonald, you know, all, all of the greats. I was just like, and I started thinking about their careers and I was like, okay, they seem to have cracked the code on longevity in this business. And that is to diversify what you're doing and anything you do. Uh, in television is only going to help your career in theater and yeah. everything else. Um, and if a project project comes along that in which you don't sing, you don't play an actress, but like you don't sing, yeah. that's fine for you for a, for a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it just, it takes people out from, uh, away from pigeonholing you right. into one yeah. thing. How was it singing eight nights? Well, seven nights, six yeah. nights a week, seven nights? Yeah, seven nights a week, eight shows, eight shows, eight shows a week. How yeah. was that on your voice? It's insane. Like it, there's nothing harder than than yeah. eight shows a week. Um, it, it, you are you're an athlete. Like right. it, it is a twenty four hour job. Even though you only have the show at night, you are resting up for it. You have to con- you have it constantly in the back of your mind that you have to save energy and all of that for your job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Would you take lessons? Yeah, that period? yeah, I did. Um, so were you having fun when you first moved to New York or you just kind of walked I into this really intense blast. job? It was, it was the scariest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, but you were able to find time to relax and yeah. enjoy the city and be a eventually 20 something. Yeah. In New York. But, but in the beginning it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You didn't want to blow that. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to blow the opportunity. I didn't want to, yeah, I, I was but I also didn't want to be one of those people that was too precious about their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big reason why I didn't, I want, to didn't want to do opera. I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want everything to revolve around that. And uh, I'm not putting that down at all. I totally respect it. But for me, for I just couldn't. Yeah. No, it's so interesting to to like make that a conscious choice. I think is really cool. It's like mm-hmm. you could live one way and mm-hmm. and go down a path that would maybe be taken because of that or maybe not you know it's yeah. like it's it's cool because it, that does have to be kind of a choice yeah. in a way yeah, yeah. with a with the voice with anything yeah can I ask you about the way that Broadway has changed these days where a lot of these shows are anchored by big celebrity names mm-hmm. there's a lot of focus on that mm-hmm. does that I wonder if that changes the way that you feel like you should approach your career versus somebody like a Bernadette Peters and that Maybe it's more important now to get your bona fides in film and TV. Like probably Smash really helped you be able to then Absolutely. go back to Broadway because they need that name. They think they need that name. To be very honest, that's why I moved back to Los Angeles after 9 to 5 closed. But yeah. While I was doing 9 to 5, again, hustling. I had a job, but I was doing all kinds of readings and work- workshops to mm-hmm. you know, anchor a future job. And I got all of these comments saying, oh, you're great. You're so great. We just need a star in this Wait, it was role. nine to five was before Smash? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was two years before Smash. By the way, and did you get to meet Dolly? Oh God. Yeah. She, she wrote <laughs> she all the wrote music, the music yeah. and I did all the readings and workshops of nine to five. So even though it was a limited engagement, uh, I worked with her for several years on, wow. on the actual the And you were show. playing She's her role? Amazing. Yeah, in front of her. Oh, my God. Every day. Yeah. And she couldn't have been lovelier Yay, about it. Like she is, she is everything you want her to be. Oh, my gosh. Everything, you, everything positive you've ever heard of her is, is 
true. She's a dream. And She's that. an angel. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like most of your heroes that you've met so far have lived up to your hopes or most of them. Okay. <laughs> most. <laughs> Any surprises yeah. you yeah. can share? Nope, I haven't yeah, shared. Okay, uh, but so, I will. I will say that um, that old saying of "Don't ever meet your heroes" does not apply to awesome. Dolly Parton. Okay, awesome. yeah, good. Uh, okay, I interrupted you though. So you're no, doing uh, nine to five, and oh yeah, I would, I would do readings and workshops of, of new shows, and they'd be like, "You're great. You're so great. We just we honestly we need to put a star in here so that we can sell tickets, which is completely understandable. Yeah. That is the way it is that the, it's going. It is and so totally I true. thought to myself, I can sit around here and I can cry about it and I can complain about it, or I can go out to Los Angeles and 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 like become the person that they want to hire. I didn't hate it. You're like, I didn't hate it. No. I, I liked yeah, it. And I love Los Angeles. So I also was a little burnt out by how nine to five ended and was yeah. kind of treated within the New York community. And I was like if I stay here, people are going to smell my frustration and my, so you know, smart. Mm-hmm. so I'm going to go where I'm happy yeah. and, and just figure out this other new part of my career. Oh, yeah. Can you like, just think back to that moment where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And like where it led, you know, it's just like so crazy. It's, it's yeah. insane. It like was how soon after gamble. you moved? Yeah. I, I did didn't, well, it was a two years and okay. I spent those two years like really like busting down doors in the, in the voiceover world and, um, and, and in television. And I kept doing these little spots and TV shows and learning how, um, that, cause it's a whole different thing. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole um, different approach. And I mean, I don't want to say technique. I'm rolling my eyes as I'm saying <laughs> it because it's, it's kind of obnoxious, but it is, it's a whole different animal. Skill, right. So, yeah. so I spent those years like learning and, and trying to, to just get in, into television. Yeah. Would you do one of those, um, live televised musicals? I would love to. Yeah. I would that. Uh, oh my God. I just Doesn't think it make you nervous though. They can really go either way. The thing about can, them though, it like, feels none of they're, they never cast Broadway actors. They never cast like theater or actors. Cast them in a it's, lesser role. Okay. Yeah. But I, that makes me so nervous. Cause I feel like they've never done theater, like live yeah. theater. But hear me feels. out on this. Like they have to do it just like what I was saying, what's happening with Broadway to get people to watch, right? They have to have these. Like, I appreciate that. It's yeah, just, it's so. and 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 it's it's just part of the yeah. part of the gig. And eventually, when when people have caught on to it, and and it, and it and it is, it's becoming really cool. And all of these different networks are now doing them. It's it's so exciting that they're. I mean, eventually they're it, they're going to start taking chances on on. Do you, what is the? I mean, it, it reminds me of um, how they did Bombshell, and it was just like one night. And I'm like, well, give me more or film it or something. <laughs> and it's like the amount of effort and energy and like all of the stuff that goes into that yeah. for that one thing. It's like yeah. astounding. I mean, I'm, I'm not critical of it. It's just like it's astounding. Yeah, and they're figuring it out. Like they're, yeah. each one, they're 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 learning from the past mm-hmm. ones. And each one, it's like, okay, we can film this and we can sell this afterwards and, and people can rewatch it over and over and That's over again the, and stuff. Yeah. And, um, Do you have a dream show that you would like to be in? Yes. it's I, I want to be in Sweeney Todd and I want to play Mrs. Lovett. Ooh, I have a little amazing. while before I can do that, but that is like that's the good. ultimate that's a good one to work with favorite too. musical. Uh. And one day, one day I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not for TV. I don't see them doing that one anytime soon. But it's not really like imagine? the 8 p.m. family. Oh my hour. God. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. what's his name? 
uh, Johnny Depp's director was his, what's uh, oh, oh, Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Ooh, yeah. he'd, oh, he did this. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Imagine. Um, I was asked by a colleague at the Hollywood Reporter to ask you what your biggest audience pet peeve is when you're on stage besides cell phones. Oh, man. Um, besides cell phones. Hmm. Um, like, has anything ever really sleeping. thrown you? Yeah, Sleep, people sleeping. People oh, sleeping. Who, oh, sleeping. Go fine. You paid your ticket. I don't care. <laughs> Take an expensive nap. I don't care. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, that doesn't bother me. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess people talking back. Yeah, uh, it, it's very strange how people feel like they they can do that. That they're allowed to like interrupt the show. Yeah, and that somehow the show is about them. <laughs> and people don't understand that like. Even you can it, hear that? Uh, that I can hear that. And that people think that we're just kind of making it up on the spot. Even though it, it hopefully it seems like we're just being very conversational. It's all very planned out. And, and to think that it's okay to just be like, to just shout something how weird at you and, or like yeah. re- request a song. Like, well, <laughs> this, this, happens? this is actually a oh, very man. like well planned out. And we will change the set, you know, if, if I, if I feel like, um, it's, it's going one way and we need to pick it up or something. I'll just shout back to the band, you know, we need to do this now, Yeah, you know, yeah. and we will do that. But like to think as an audience member that you, I know it's weird. Or I was at a so show bizarre. recently and something shocking happened in the story and my friend turned to me and she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And I want to be like, you know, this is fiction, right? Yeah. Like, you can't believe what? <laughs> like, it's a story someone yeah, wrote. So, Literally anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story. It was working. Yeah. It was working. I mean, that's like a sign that it's working. Yeah. <laughs> or the, not. The cell phone thing is a it's big a real thing. problem. Still? As like, who doesn't know yeah, at this point? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not the the phone going off. It's, it's taking vibrating? pictures um, and videotaping. Yeah. And, and the, the problem it's is... It's an insidious problem everywhere. It's so hard. Yeah. They're, they're, so do, you don't do it during shows. I don't do it during shows. There do are, you? There are multiple problems <laughs> with it, though. When it's, when it's visible to people, yeah. um, f- then... I can't stop thinking about it and what it's going to look like on the internet when you post Ooh. it. Like that's that's the first thing that happens. Yeah. The second thing is all the people around you are now watching yep. the screen. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not they are now not involved in what the the live experience that everybody is paid to be a part of. Yeah. And you feel this way in a show in a in a like a Broadway context as well as a concert? Do you Absolutely. feel the same way if you're just performing Absolutely. like at the Carlisle or something? Yeah, the yes, because it, think about it. If you are at a live event and and it is, you know, maybe a, a big event and it's filmed and there's a screen of what's happening over there. You're just you always look the, at the you screen. You always look at the screen. Even if you're That's front row, true. you yeah. would look at the screen. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so crazy. if there's someone next to you filming it, you're going to look at the screen. And autom- automatically that connection, that live connection is yes. gone. But don't you feel like, okay, so like that's yeah, a feel thing you this? have to, I mean... She's in a we, band. This happens at your shows, I too. I feel like it's got to yeah. be a People different story. People are in front of me with their phones story. like this, and I'm like, who do I look at, and why aren't you connecting and well, watching I, the show in front of you? Interesting. I feel like it might be more of a question for you as an audience member in a rock show, because it's such a norm now that it's it is, like... Yeah. But it doesn't bother you I, that they I, aren't just being in this moment and connecting with you? I'm just so damn guilty of it that yeah. like that I know that like some a lot of times my experience 
it's not better because I'm looking at it through a screen, but it's like what I want to be, how I want to be living that experience at that moment. But I think maybe it's you don't realize that it's a lesser experience than you could be having. It's I'm not going to disagree with that. You. No, I, I do agree with that. I think also just because you're thinking about what you're shooting. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're taking yourself out and wondering, and you're wondering about you're thinking about what you're going to do with this clip later. Like, why yeah. am I sh- why am I doing this? Like, yeah. what is yeah. the motivation? Am I going to watch this later, or am I posting this to get as many likes as, as I yeah. can? Many likes. I mean, you I know, think like, for our the... for the band, it's interesting because we, I think, more often than not would appreciate the fact that there's going to be pictures out there Publicity, now that we can post absolutely. and it's like great and now we can see and you know you don't ever want to hear what it sounds like through an iPhone at all <laughs> but that's, <laughs> like, that is my point right. is that like is that it is not intended for that type of recording right. no. so when when it's posted online and I have no control of it it, it is now something that I didn't uh, intend for it yeah. to be. But all publicity is good publicity? Question mark, question <laughs> mark, question yeah. mark. Many. Because now anybody can comment on that and oh, like, well. say I had a hard day and yeah. like, sure, I'm going to crack or be flat on a couple, because it's live. You know? but, and I think that everyone, I think that's such a, an expectation now that like things are so imperfect, things that you see. I mean, the way that people were so forgiving of that Adele performance do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. it was like the mic just drops because, in the piano, right? The mic dropped in the piano. And it's just like, just because now like there's such a fast turnover of stuff. It's like, well, we know that the talent, like, it's not about that. It's yeah. about like this one moment happened and let's move on. Like this happened and we're going to talk about it. Adele still said she woke up and cried the next day. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it wasn't I think all there's roses. like, I think there's a forgiving, an understanding now that, that what goes online is not representative of, of I mean the, the trolls are the always thing. gonna be trolls yeah yeah, yeah. even yeah. if it was a perfect performance yeah. but it's yeah. interesting I mean it's 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 unfortunate that that is is such a pervasive part of audience experience now and so therefore as an artist that's part of your experience and it's really I don't know if it's gonna get better it's not it's, and I mean you could not. like yeah. you could be one of the you could be someone who gets on stage and says like you know I would really appreciate you to be here with me and not to do that I mean yeah. it's funny to experience that at weddings now you know you go and like the bride that's is like do not insane. take oh, what is that you, a thing oh yeah and I've and I, I I'm down with that I'm like because then because for an example like that I would be taking the entire like bride down the aisle <laughs> everything like that and I would miss it yeah. yeah I would miss it in the moment so I appreciate being is told, that why they're asking not they're saying to? for for arcs for everyone's yeah. enjoyment leave your phones down I appreciate nice. it I have been to five weddings recently where I didn't get to see the actual wedding ceremony I watched it through because there are phones iPad. in your face Yes, because people oh, have their iPads. iPads up, their iPhones up. I couldn't actually see the people, my friends getting married because there was a Horrible. device in the way. Like, I couldn't. It's, it's an app. Yeah, so we got to figure this out. And people are like, oh, you'll just watch it online later. Actually, no, what? I won't. No, I won't. Well, I got to save no, myself no. a lot of why, money then. Why did I come here? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so have it's you ever heard of a, a, a couple requesting this? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think it's, I have, and so that would make total sense for an artist to say, you know, I would really, for the experience and enjoyment of oh, everybody. And do I you, do. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. I do. Okay, oh, I good. stop the show and I ask people what they're <gasps> texting or what they're, you know, nobody's safe. Not, a, not nobody's in a Broadway safe. show. 
No, I can't. can't do that. Yeah, show. <laughs> but if it, you're but doing in my show, solo show, you'll do that. Yeah. And so what, if I was at your show, would what? I know ahead of time that you're going to do that, or would I, I no, have to be called have no out? Idea. You would have Ooh. no idea. But if I see something light up in your in your lap, or if I see the little orange lights or anything, I'll 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 stop the show and I'll. Okay. So will. when we yeah. come to your show at the Carlisle, Ooh. I'm going to make sure that Dara's sitting, not snapping, in, or just oh put you in the corner so she can't see the light. I'm so glad to know this because I would snap it, I would gram it, I would do all of these things. I make a joke of it. I'm not. not yeah, I'm, I make a joke of it. I'm not like a total jerk about it. But, but underneath, I, at symphony shows and stuff, I've actually started saying, "Okay, everybody, get your phones out now, and I'll pose for singing pictures." That's amazing. Oh, that's you know, smart. So yeah. that, and then we can put them away, and you yeah, can actually be great. here for me with well, with me awesome. for the rest of the time oh, I love and that. experience this. And then, and then it's a funny right thing yeah. instead of. Me boiling with anger. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we taught you snap today. I know. Who knows? Oh, my God. I don't know that I can do it on my own. I got to be honest, guys. I don't know. I think you're There's good. You don't need, I think Give your daughter one more year and <laughs> yeah, she'll do it she'll for you. Yeah, she'll figure it out. She'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a new album is coming out. Mm-hmm. It is nigh. When is the mm-hmm. release? Uh, May 3rd. Okay. And that's the the beginning of my uh, my Carlisle. Carlisle run. Yeah, yeah. I'm there for two weeks, and uh, this album was actually recorded live at the Carlisle. Um, Whoa, yeah, at the Cafe Carlisle, awesome. and um, it's it's a combination of smash and like old standards, and uh, and we have a bonus track of um, of the Rainbow Connection because um, oh I I Crying recorded already. this I while know. I was pregnant um, with my daughter, and we were doing tons and tons and tons of, of concerts while I was pregnant. And my, do- my doctor said that she could hear right. everything that was happening. So we decided at the end of every show to do one song for her. Oh, I'm like, yeah. And so cry. it was the Rainbow Connection. And, um, and we would always give my phone to somebody in the audience and they would videotape it. And I would also videotape the audience and everybody would wave to her so she could see all the beautiful people she was surrounded by and all the places that's that she amazing. was at. And so that's our bonus track at the end. We actually did a studio version of it. Um, uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Talk about like the opposite of your mom and you. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting way too much of my voice. And my mom that is, is so like, funny. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's great. Wow. Does she sing? Yeah. She does now. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. She's obsessed with Mickey Mouse, especially okay. uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Goldie and Bear. It's also on Disney. <laughs> I am obsessed with Goldie and Bear. And every time there's a song, she'll be like, it is the most That's amazing great. thing. And when we sing happy birthday to people, she'll start she'll start doing that too. It's oh boy. The most Watch amazing out. thing ever. Yeah. Oh That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Well, and do you have a new television show in development? Or is that? Um, I I just did a recurring role on The Good Wife. I was on the last like uh several episodes of that series. And Wait, I'm, that just aired? No, they haven't aired yet. They haven't aired yet. Yeah. Oh I'm like God. at the end, end, end of the series. I love The Good Wife. Um, Talk about shows that your parents make you watch and then you fall in love with them. Right? Good yeah. Wife. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's very exciting. So that was but exciting. But why did I hear you talk about a show where you're a mom of a kid and he's 
is this like very oh, old and this didn't happen? Oh, I did a pilot last year for ABC that did not get picked up. Okay. Um, and it was basically, <laughs> oh no, it, no, it was basically Thanks about for bringing uh, us back to Marissa <laughs> Winokur, uh, who was in Hairspray. Yes. Her husband wrote this about their life. It's about this like Broadway star who has a baby and moves to the suburbs and doesn't know what to do with her big personality. Yes, and I was like, she yeah. can't, can't get away from it these actress roles. Such <laughs> a great, it Did it ever air? Great, nope, never aired. Aww. It's really sweet. Um, oh, man. And Greg Grunberg um, played my husband. And, um, well, that's a big part of the actor's life, those yeah. pilots that right. never but make no, it oh, I did two a, last year that didn't didn't do anything. The hustle. So, they yeah, get paid and you have hustling. fun. Yeah, yeah, and then we're done. There you go. Just keep moving on. Exactly. Yeah. <gasps> All right, oh. Megan, thank you. This was a delight. You oh, my gosh, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cannot wait for the show. Yeah. See you then. But if all their reports are just movies and sports, they'll be missing the whole story. Missing the whole story. Cause history is made at night. So close the books, turn on the light and listen. Let my heart be the teacher. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.